my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 389 of the My One Two Three Cents podcast. And I know he's not listening, but we're going to wish The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, a happy 50th birthday today as this show drops on May 2nd. The Rock turns 50. One of the many useless pieces of trivial knowledge that float around in my brain. And so for that, I had to have the other person who has a lot of useless, meaningless, meaningless trivia floating around in his brain, and that is Chad Smart. Chad, what's up, man? How's it going? Good to be back on the show. I uh, I thought when you texted me, you know, to be on this week, I thought we were going to discuss Randy Orton. I had my whole diatribe against Randy Orton and, and how being in the WWE for 20 years is actually a hindrance rather than a, a, a benefit and... And I was going to go off on that rant, but I'll save that for another time, I guess. I'll save that for when The Miz hits 20 years in WWE. Well, you know, um, you've, you've piqued my interest now, so maybe we'll, we'll have that discussion on another show for sure. Because um, I've, I've kind of come around on Randy Orton, so. And it has nothing to do with Riddle, so. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll save Bro. that. Bro, come on. Bro. We will save that for another Conversation. I do want to remind uh, our listeners that Stride Pro Wrestling returns on Saturday, May 21st. It is happening um, over at the Sioux Drive Center in Marion, Illinois. So be sure to come check it out. Lots of great action planned for that night. In fact, I am wrestling that night and it may be my last appearance with Stride Pro Wrestling because the winner gets control of the company. It is Tyler Heath Hatton against me um and if he wins obviously he is not going to keep me around as general manager so uh he said he may hire me back as a ring announcer so we'll see how it all plays out but again join us on saturday may 21st for that night of wrestling action and i mentioned birthdays earlier chad and i'm going to embarrass you for a second and, and say that your birthday is coming up and I was proactive this year and got you a gift, <laughs> ordered it. it. It arrived at my house because I didn't want to have it shipped directly to you because it would get there early. And I was like, I'm just going to have it come here and I'll send it to him. It comes. And two days later, you snapped me a picture of the same exact thing I got you. I thought there's no way he's going to buy this because I didn't think you really collected a lot of figures. It's the delirious micro brawler, but it, it is a pretty cool little figure. 
It is. Yeah, I don't collect figures. I mean, I only have two micro brawlers now, Delirious and Mortis. Um, you know, I'm a huge Delirious fan, so you should have kind of expected. I, I'm it's disappointing because I went back after getting it. I went on the Pro Wrestling Tees website, uh, not a sponsor of the show, and just looked to see out of curiosity if they had a Hallow Wicked micro brawler. They do not. They need one so I can have the tag team of Incoherence. Um, but I don't know. Hallow Wicked, you know, ever since Chikara shut down, he, I think he's done a few appearances, but he's not. You know, on the indie scene, like I think he should be, and I, I mean, this is a whole another discussion we can have about the Chikara wrestlers who never really, and I think it's probably more on their decision to not really become huge on the indie scene, um, because there's a lot of guys that have just kind of uh, disappeared, and it's too bad because I think Hallow Wicked is probably one of the best talents that hasn't been seen by the majority of the people. And I think he would make a great addition to, to at least AEW. I don't think the gimmick would go over in AEW or in WWE. Uh, he would probably be unmasked and named Jeff McLaughlin. I don't know. I got nothing, but yeah. Um, well, I appreciate the effort and the thought uh, to, to get the gift, but now either you can add it to your collection or it can go into the prize vault. There you go. That's 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 likely what will happen. Um, I'll, I'll add it with the Nia Jax figure that you sent me for my brother. <laughs> um, I am taking notes on these show ideas that you're coming up with because I like the, that idea of Chikara as well because it was 10 years ago this this past week that uh, we made the trek to Chicago and to Lafayette, Indiana, for a Chikara and Ring of Honor show and. Both companies obviously have gone through some, you know, Chikara, as you mentioned, no longer around and Ring of Honor now under new ownership with Tony Khan and will probably, uh, you know, be very AEW-esque or I, I don't know what the plans are for all of that. But uh, mm -hmm. I, I think that uh, you've got some good ideas here. We can we can flesh out during the summer months and uh, have some. Yeah, and I, I, you know, those memories came up on my social media and I was like, wow, 10 years. Where the Frick has time gone because it does not feel like 10 years ago. Oh, not at all. Not at all. I can remember it like it was yesterday, but uh, I digress. And as we get into the Wayback Machine, uh, that's kind of where we're headed this week. It's not movie mania, but uh, more of a uh, TV toehold. I don't know. I, I don't have the alliteration for, for the TV version of movie mania, but for the first time we uh, decided to, and, and you've inspired me with another movie too. So we'll uh, we'll be talking more movies in the very near future. But uh, this week I wanted to talk about uh, Apple. We'll be talking the Apple. No, no. Um, Unless you can find a wrestling tie-in for it, then maybe maybe we'll do it. Um, but uh, we're going to talk about the Young Rock, which we actually had talked about doing this a while back, and then. Uh, you know, as they say, plans change, brother, and um, we diverted. But since, you know, it is The Rock's birthday and there's been a lot of buzz around the show, The Young Rock, or Young Rock, I don't know why I keep saying The Young Rock, um, I wanted to kind of pick your brain about the show and its predictability. And when I say predictability, not that it's everything on it is predictable, but the fact of is it laying out the road for the future? Um, and then the past and, and 
you know, I, again, I mentioned that I have a bunch of useless knowledge floating around in my brain. And so when episodes air, I will sometimes send Chad a Snapchat or a text and say, this guy wasn't really there at this time or whatever. And, and I need to stop doing that because it is, I, you know, I don't think the, that the show has ever been sold on the premise of it being a uh, historically accurate it you know it's it's being told through the eyes and the memories of someone who was seven eight years old at the time uh, through modern days. So yeah, I was gonna say, do you watch the Goldbergs and keep track of all the that's true overlapping '80s stuff that never could have been at the same time? That is very I did I did on the LJN episode when they had the <laughs> LJN, so I did do that, but I do need to stop because I I, I it ruins the uh, enjoyment value I think for other people when I constantly pointed out so i am i am working on stopping that so but for people who haven't seen the show which i i imagine most people have watched um or at least know what we're talking about young rock chronicles the life of Dwayne the rock johnson the premise is it's the year 2032 and he is running for president so let's pause there for a second chad i remember during the the uh, administration of donald trump you know the other celebrity names started popping up as as candidates, you know, most notably Kanye West, I believe. Um, was he on the 2016 ballot or was that just buzz? And then he was on in some states on the 2020 ballot. I think he was only on the 2020. OK, that's OK. That's what I thought. But for some reason, Dwayne Johnson's name got thrown into the mix. Um, I think or I wonder, was it speculatory um, because the show was in the works and that's the premise? Or does, I wonder, does Dwayne The Rock Johnson really have aspirations to one day run for president? I don't know. What are your thoughts? Um, I, you know, I, I hadn't thought about it in that regard, that maybe they came up with the premise for the, for the, uh, overall setting of the show based on the rumors or the, you know, speculation that he was going to run. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I remember back, I think it was the 2000 um, election cycle where The Rock appeared at the uh, Republican National Convention. Yes. Okay. okay. Um, so, you know, he's been around politics for years. This wasn't something, isn't something new. And I, I mean, having not met Dwayne Johnson not, not really knowing anything about him outside of wrestling, I he seems like the type who would be somewhat aware of of you know the political climate, and, you know what's going on. Right. So, and and I don't know, I I, I, I find it I found it funny when Trump was in office, you know, all the criticism that he got from. Um, for being a celebrity, you know, a reality star president. Right. But yeah, you had a lot of people being like, oh, well, Oprah needs to run and The Rock right. needs to run. And it's like, okay, so again, and, and again, if it wasn't for standard, if it wasn't for doubles, most people wouldn't have standards at all. Um, but it's like, how do you, you know, what, what makes The Rock a good political candidate or a good presidential right. candidate? So that's... Uh, and we'll talk more on that, I'm sure, in the next few minutes. But, yeah, I, I think the setting of Young Rock is an interesting way to frame the show and get to 
because it takes, you know, the show takes place over three different periods of the rock's life. It's a way to go to jump back and forth between those times instead of just laying out a linear storyline. Yeah. And I think that's what has appealed, made it more appealing to me. And obviously the wrestling factor, because I think had Dwayne Johnson become an NFL star, you know, would he even have a story to tell? Mm. I don't mean that to sound, you know, like who would care about him if he wasn't a wrestler. But I don't think, you know, I think wrestling allows a lot of these performers, these athletes to get on a platform where they're individualized and, you know, football, NFL, you're on a team and, you know, they have some guys that kind of break through and stand out and, you know, maybe get invited on a talk show or whatever and can show some personality, but it's nothing like wrestling. And I don't think that, you know, Dwayne Johnson's success, I don't think it translates over into Hollywood and and box office appeal had he not uh, chosen the path of wrestling. And, um, you know, I, I when when it comes to watching program, you know, TV shows right now, like you you mentioned, it's not your typical sitcom or or TV show format the way it's set up, and I, I like it about that. And right now, you know, really, we cut the cord with cable. We have an antenna, and we really only pick up a couple of stations with that. So everything I watch is through stream. So I don't have like that must see you know, watching it in the moment anymore. Um, and really, Young Rock is one of the only shows that I watch, like, consistently. Like, when it drops the next day, I watch it. I don't I don't wait around for it. Where a lot of the other shows that I watch, I kind of wait around. But um, I just like the story that's that's being told. And, and obviously, throwing in the classic wrestling is is never a bad thing. Yeah, it's interesting, and especially the cast of characters that they have used so far in the show. And, you know, there there's a part of me that questions how legitimate the show is. You know, how much is reality, how much is dramatized to make the show interesting? Mm-hmm. I mean, I I would love to hear Harvey Whippleman, Whippleman or Downtown Bruno talk about making eggs in the bathroom. <laughs> seems very odd, but... Um, and you know, speaking of that, you I believe I texted you and you said you didn't know the name Ryan Pink. I think it's Pinkerton or Pinkston, who was uh, well on the show Punked. He, you know, I think he, he he's one of those guys that looks younger than he is, and so um, I think he was maybe around twenty, and he was playing like a you know a thirteen fourteen year old on Punked when they would punk people, and to see that he's playing Downtown Bruno now is uh, <laughs> kind of trippy. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I think it's interesting, but what gets me on the show is kind of the portrayal of Rocky Johnson and, you know, uh, Rocky passed away a few years ago and I wonder had, if he'd still been alive, how they would have made him look on the show Mm -hmm. because he, you know, he does look, come off as someone who is like, okay, I'm doing this all for my family, but he also comes off as kind of like uh, not the most responsible. Also. Right. You know, and I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the, the things I wanted to talk about too. I, you know, <clears throat> you and I, our fandom of wrestling goes way back as well. I think mine goes back a little further because yes, I am older. Uh, I remember when 
Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas won the WWF tag team titles from Adrian Adonis and Dick Murdoch. And I remember seeing it, I'm sorry, from the Wild Samoans, losing them then to Murdoch and Adonis. I, I can remember watching those matches um, back in syndication back in the day. And, you know, I felt like Rocky Johnson's time in, in WWE wasn't very long after that. You know, um, he was gone by the time. I feel like it was right around, and and they kind of alluded to this on the show this past week, it was right around the time of, of WrestleMania because he wasn't at that first WrestleMania. And I feel like he might have done a few shows around that time, but then was gone from from WWF television and, and never really came back other than to do a, that uh, spot at, at WrestleMania 13 when, when Rocky Maivia was wrestling. But I say all that to say, um, I feel like season two has really kind of amped up on those character flaws of Rocky Johnson, um, where you see him being, and, and, you know, it did lead to, you know, I've, I, I do go back and I read after an episode airs, I, I'll go back and kind of read up on the family and, and see, uh, you know, what is out there on other sites or Wikipedia, which again, taking with a grain of salt, obviously, but I, I feel like, there were times that, you know, and, and I feel like Dwayne has been pretty upfront about it as well, that, you know, Rocky wasn't the greatest dad in the world, but, you know, he did do what he had to do to provide for his family. And you got to think, you know, had had the 80s been a different time in wrestling where, it, you know, everything was ter territorialized and then those territories start fading away because of the expansion of the WWF and of WCW. You know, I, I find it hard to believe that Rocky Johnson never really landed on his feet after that run with the WWF. I, I that that still kind of blows my mind in, in hindsight, looking back on it. But for that matter, Tony Atlas, I know he kind of popped up here and there, but never really had the same kind of spotlight or prominence that he had during those first few years of the expansion of the WWF. Yeah. You know, going back. You mentioned knowing the the was it the Soul Connection? Is that their name? I'm getting that correct. Yeah, I, I believe they were the Soul. <clears throat> okay, yeah i I came into watching WWE in 1984, and so by the time um, uh, I started watching, you know, it was uh, the U.S. Express and Sheik and Volkov mm -hmm. feud. And so I, I honestly did not know really of Rocky Johnson until uh, Rocky Maivia showed up in WWF and oh. Rocky Johnson was in the crowd, you know. At, yeah. Um, because like you said, he didn't really show up anywhere in in either, you know, Jim Crockett, NWA, WCW, whatever you want to call it. Or, and, and he never went back to WWF. So – um, so yeah, so this has all been a learning experience for me, but, um, yeah, I just, it's, it's a character that, you know, I admire the fact that they are showing the flaws and they're not trying to sugarcoat everything. Uh, but again, I guess if you're, if you're laying groundwork for, you know, a, a future political run and you're trying to show like all the adversity that that Dwayne Johnson overcame it's like 
okay, is is this true, or are you trying to make it seem like, oh, look at this hardship, or look at what I, you know, this is my upbringing, and this is what I had to, you know, it, the, are they dramatizing the story to make a better teachable moment mm-hmm. than, than, you know, if, than what really happened? Yeah, no, that's, that's valid too. And, you know, I, I do think that, uh, you know, the, the way the picture is painted on the show, <clears throat> excuse me, you know, you, you see Rocky's grandmother, uh, Leah Maivia, who of course was married to the great high chief, uh, you know, she's promoting in Hawaii and you, you see all these WWF superstars that are there, you know, the Samoans and Junkyard Dog and Andre. Um, so that tells me that there was at least, a, and, you know, even the, the characters that, you know, when Vince McMahon has been on, you know, that there was a relationship there and a good one. And, you know, I, I feel like history has tried to, uh, and here's where I put on my WWE apologist or WWE sympathizer hat, you know, Vince McMahon was vilified for so long for, you know, destroying the territories and putting everybody out of business. But then on the other hand, you see where he apparently, or at least according to the the writers of, of Young Rock, was sending his talent to Hawaii to wrestle for, you know, spot shows on the island. So, uh, you know, I, I think there's probably a little bit of, of truth to those. I, you know, I can remember seeing some of the old flyers and stuff that people have posted online from from the, some of those shows. So there is some truth to those uh, things happening and, and being a part of of the history of, of wrestling. But it, it it's very curious, again, what happened, you know, was it this whole, you know, I guess it was revealed on the last episode that which i had never heard this that rocky johnson had done a show in the middle east i think it was saudi arabia uh, yeah saudi arabia oddly enough giving exactly i wonder was this legit around the same time that wrestlemania was happening and you know that's where you kind of start you know i feel like they've painted rocky my or rocky johnson as that you know, the dog in the, the old fairy tale where he has the bone in his mouth, looks in the water and sees the reflection and there's a bigger bone and he goes after that. And I feel like kind of that's where they painted Rocky Johnson's character to be like WrestleMania, you know, by many accounts was a gamble and a risk. And, you know, had had it busted, you know, allegedly the McMahon family would have lost everything. And so maybe Rocky Johnson saw a better opportunity with this Saudi Arabia show and, and took that chance. Um, you know, kind of like how Paul, I think it was Paul Orndorff who allegedly, uh, you know, Vince had offered two different types of payoff for the main event of mania. And Paul, I think Paul Orndorff was the only one that opted for the, uh, the, the other version of it. I don't remember exactly the details, but I think it, yeah, it was either, you know, a lump sum or a percentage of the profit. Mm-hmm. And he ended up kind of screwing himself on, yeah. on that. So, you know, you know, it, it's just very interesting. Again, I, I feel like, you know, in that era of wrestling, you know, Rocky Johnson and Tony Atlas both had the look that Vince McMahon was going after. You know, they were they were muscle guys. They were, 
pretty good in the ring. They they were charismatic and, and had the crowd behind them. But for whatever reason, you know, and maybe it was that decision, that bad business decision that kind of, uh, you know, almost kept him away from the business for well over a decade. Because, again, or at least from the from the WWE side of things, because, again, we didn't see him and, until I don't think he made any appearances until that 1997 WrestleMania. Yeah, it's far. Yeah, I have no memory. And, you know, as you were talking about the the people on the show and the promoting in Hawaii, there's there's one person that hasn't shown up yet. And I don't know. I don't know if he would fit into the timeline or not. But given that the show, the young rock part takes place in Hawaii, I, you know, where is Don Morocco, the original rock? Oh, yeah. The timeline fits. Yeah. I've been there. Um, because I think they had, um, I believe they did a show at, that Ricky Steamboat was on. Mm. And, you know, and the, the the one guy who always stands out to me is, okay, he was not, he would not have kind of fit that timeline is Randy Savage. And I've mm. texted that multiple times. But I, I get that, you know, when you're doing a show like this, maybe trying to catch some more of the casual wrestling fans that, Mm -hmm. you know, putting in some characters because, you know, I don't know how many people flipping through the channels would remember like the wild Samoans or the iron Sheik. you know, all charismatic and all fun characters. But I think you throw someone like Randy Savage into the mix, which it always makes me. And I've asked you this multiple times too. Why haven't we seen Hulk Hogan on it? Because obviously Hulk Hogan was kind of leading that charge with the whole rock and wrestling thing and, and, and the expansion of the WWF and, you know, Rocky Johnson and, and, and Hogan were on many of the same cards wrestling back in the day. But uh, yeah, I I think they've mentioned his name before Mm. on, on a recent episode actually, but yeah, we haven't seen him yet. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to, to see. And, you know, it, is interesting you bring up Hogan not being on the show. You know, I'm trying to, I'm going over the time frame in my head right now because I don't know, you know, Hogan's early stuff with Japan and AWA. And then you figured that um, when he, when Dwayne was getting into wrestling and training, that's when the, the Monday Night War was going on. So Hogan's probably not going to be around if they're, yeah. you know, focusing on WWF and then, um, but maybe he'll show up later and I don't know, but, but then again, you know, I, I, I'm curious, you know, as we've talked about before, but obviously, I, I mean, I believe that they can't just throw people in, you know, real life people into the show without their consent and probably mm-hmm. having them sign off on it because, you know, I don't know where the parody versus, um, you know, parody law, like Saturday Night Live can get away with doing it because it's, you know, uh, public figures and, and whatnot. Um, and you're making jokes. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, but I would think like, yeah, if you're going to use trademark mannerisms, catchphrases and whatnot, that there has to be some type of legal agreement to saying that the person is okay with it. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's, you know, the number of, well, I'm trying to think other than Savage and Bam Bam, like, are there any other dis- and Elizabeth deceased wrestlers that are on the show? Andre. Oh, Andre. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, that's interesting aspect of it too, which, you know, and I don't think they need to bring in a lot of wrestlers because again, it's a dramatization. You know, if you start bringing in like every wrestler that was on shows or whatnot, then your cast is, is getting a little too big. And, And you could probably just say like, you know, if in real life, say, say Hogan said, blah, blah, blah to, to Dwayne, you could have Andre do that instead and make Andre look, you know, yeah. like the guiding force in, um, I should say that is Stephanie McMahon's friend, Andre, the giant. <laughs> uh, so, yes, yes. Well, and you mentioned Bam Bam and I, you know, I, I fi- have found the, cause you know, like I said, when, when Rocky Johnson left the WWF, mm-hmm. yeah, kind of fell off and I, I would see him still in the magazines, but we didn't get Memphis television. So that era of him being there, although again, I, I question the timeline because I'm not sure that Jeff Jarrett was wrestling quite mm. yet. Um, and then they've got the ring announcer or the commentator is Jerry Lawler. But back in that day, it was Lance Russell and, you know, Jerry Lawler was pardon the pun, the king of Memphis, you know, he was obviously still very active in wrestling there. So, um, but I have found the Memphis stuff interesting and kind of the meeting with Brian Christopher, which the other, when that episode aired most recently, I'm like, that kid is clearly younger than (laughs) Dwayne, but they're the same age because I knew that they were around the same age because I'm not far behind them. And and then he says in the voiceover that they were the same age, but obviously Brian Christopher Mm. was was much smaller because uh, Dwayne Johnson looked like an adult even when he yeah. was 15 years old. Yeah, there's, I don't know if you've seen the meme, but it says, you know, how did, how does, it's the picture of like, um, I think his high school or college uh, photo uh-huh. where he's got yeah. the little, you know, stash and he's like, why is it that, you know, 16 year old rock looks older than current day rock? Yeah, I have seen that. That is, that is that is pretty accurate. That is pretty true. Um, so let's talk about uh, two main things I want to hit on before we wrap up and then anything else you want to throw out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, kind of the thing that got everybody going a couple weeks ago, the episode where, uh, you know, Dewey, Dwayne Johnson decides that he is going to start training to wrestle and not um, pursue a career in, in the CFL or in the NFL. Um, and he's with the family and they're watching, I believe they're watching at WrestleMania. Um, and his cousin jumps up on his back and says, wrestle me, Dewey, wrestle me. And he says a match that big is only worthy of WrestleMania or something along those lines. And the cousin of Roman Reigns, who is the reigning universal champion. And there has been speculation for a couple of years now, I think that, Rock versus Roman is going to happen at WrestleMania. And of course, next year, WrestleMania is in Los Angeles. WrestleMania goes back to Hollywood. Do you think they are uh, uh, foreshadowing something that's happening? Or was this just a line to get people talking? Because it did create a heck of a lot of buzz. I, you know, and I don't know, because this is some, is this something that WWF thought about? doing and then couldn't you know the timing just didn't work and so now everyone is you know how internet rumors kind of Mm -hmm. build up a life of their own and everybody's like oh it's in la it's going to be um 
you know, the rock's going to be there because it's, it's Hollywood. Um, I just, if it, if it is, I just, because it's at the stadium where the Super Bowl was this year, where the rock introduced the Super Bowl. I hope the rock has a better fashion sense than he did. <laughs> um, but no, I, you know, this is a match and, and this is where, you know, I start yelling at clouds being the old guy. Like, I don't need to see, especially with a title involved. I don't need to see rock versus Roman reigns because the rock is not a full-time wrestler. Um, we've already seen him come back and win the title and, you know, unnecessarily just to get into a match. Um, and if Roman beats him, you know, it just, I mean, yeah, if you want to do the match, fine. I just don't think it needs to be for the title, you know, and it could be a, a fun family affair, but that's not the character that Roman is portraying now, you know? Um, so unless the rock comes in and starts, you know, disparaging him on television. I, I don't see I don't see the need for the match. But again, if if WrestleMania is going to be two nights again, and as it is, and you have a you know eighty thousand seat arena, you need some high profile matches on the right. show. And you know, we've talked about it on the show before. We've texted a lot about it. I blame Vince and I blame the fans that the Attitude Era stars are the only thing that is really drawing. It for WWF right now, WWE, mm-hmm. and it's because they're always presented as the the star. You know, it's right. you know we just saw Steve Austin come in, you know, this year WrestleMania and beat up Kevin Owens, beat up Theory, and and you know rekindle his feud with Vince McMahon. And again, you know, this is something we never would have seen. You know, when Hogan came back at WrestleMania 18. The Rock won because The Rock was the big star and Hogan was the, you know, the old old guard. But now, even 20 years on after the Attitude Era, it and again, it's nostalgia pops. You know, you get it. And that's, I think, you know, we've kind of hinted on it here, watching Young Rock, seeing Andre and Savage and all these guys on the show. It's like, you know, even when Bam Bam Bigelow showed up this season, you're like, oh, yeah, Bam Bam, you know, it's great wrestler but i you know i give them credit if they are using the show to build to the roman to a to a roman rock match then hey uh it's something new it's different so well you know i I agree with you on the fact that i i don't want this to be for the title because you know the nostalgia side of it you know we saw austin come back that that crowd would have turned in a second had Kevin Owens walked out the winner of that match. So uh, with, with Austin at, at this past year's WrestleMania. So I think bringing in stars, the magnitude, the size of the rock, even though they're trying to build Roman up as, you know, the next big thing, uh, it's a slippery slope. And I don't want to see another title reign for the rock. So what if The Rock somewhere along the way between now and WrestleMania ends up costing Roman the championship? Then that gives reason to for there to be an issue between Rock and Roman. And again, I'm not a writer and I don't know, but I just I don't I agree with you on the fact that I don't want this to be for the championship. I don't mind them doing the match, 
but then you go to who becomes anointed to to beat Roman Reigns because you don't want it to be The Rock, and but then you also, I, I think you're in Hollywood, and again, it's kind of like The Rock, even though it's not his hometown, it it is his hometown now, and it, it kind of to me feels the same as the Owens Austin match. You know, you couldn't. I think that crowd would have gone rabid had 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 it gone the other way. I, I don't know that it would be the same with with the rock involved because with the championship on the line, but I don't know, man. It it, it is a lot to speculate and a lot to look forward to. I mean, I you know, again, I don't mind and I've kind of changed my opinion on on the uh past stars coming in for for matches and whatnot i i'm i'm starting to dig the nostalgia pops and whatnot and but i agree i think i think there does need to be a bit maybe a better balance of of how they're doing it and, and how they build up to it but i think that uh, hopefully we're there the night that uh rock is in action i i'd love to see him one more time and and you know at 50 he looks amazing and is in probably better shape now than he was when he was WWE champion 20 years ago, 25 years ago. Yeah, no, I agree. He is in, he is in incredible shape. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting, you know, kind of tangenting off it's, I mean, I think WrestleMania sells itself just on the name alone. You know, it's built up a legacy. You and I have been to nine WrestleManias. I can honestly say that, Really, only two of them are probably must where where the entire show was enjoyable and not, you know, and that would be 24 and 30. And I remember, you know, going back to Randy Orton, the, the main event of WrestleMania 25 was. Oh, God. You know, yes, exactly. And the rest the main event of 32 was right. which I think because that was one of the first like eight hour long shows which is way too long for a show. And, you know, it's just you know, the fans were burnout. And I believe that was Triple H Roman, if I'm correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, and, I mean, Roman was not Roman Reigns of today. And Triple H, unfortunately, was the Triple H of the time. Um, yeah, I don't think anybody really wanted to see that match, and especially not at 1130 at night. So, right. 1030. So, um, so yeah, I think it, it is something that where unfortunately WWF has fallen into, I keep saying WWF, I, I guess I have young rock on the brain. WWE is, um, you know, they don't, instead of build, you know, in our day going back, okay, again, more back in my day, <laughs> you know, um, you would have WrestleMania was kind of like the culmination of the end of the year. And these feuds that had been built up and you wanted to see them. And now it's just like, you know, like this year's WrestleMania, you know, Drew McIntyre versus uh, Happy Corbin. That match, that feud had been going on for four months. No one wanted to see that match right. again. Yeah. Uh, and that's the problem with w, with WWE's booking. And that's a whole nother show we can go into as well. But I hope whatever they have planned, that they already have kind of a roadmap like they kind of know where they want to end up for WrestleMania. So you start building to it now mm-hmm. without, without, you know, just running Roman Reigns versus whoever every single week or every month. And 
And I know it's easier said than done to be a armchair booker than to actually have to write shows on a weekly basis, but um, well, at least give me something fresh between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. True. Very well said. Um, what do you think? Because we're, we're at election day or the day before election day on Young Rock. What happens once the election happens? Because the whole mm-hmm. the show for the last year has been this build up to him and the stories that he's telling because he's running for president. So he wins the presidency. Are we going to continue to get the stories or if he loses, you know what I mean? So I'm curious to see from a creative standpoint where the show goes from here. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good question. And that's um, my criticism of WWE writing. I think that's criticism of current television writing too today where they have a premise for a show that, you know, is good for 10, 20 episodes. Yeah. I mean, we look at the Goldbergs that the first two seasons were fun and entertaining. Now we're on, you know, getting ready to go into season 10 and the last four years at least have been the exact same episode just in a different setting. And it's right. like, you know, you don't have, you know, I think that's why we see the rise of the limited run series is because you can tell a story, a full story in shorter term. Whereas with network television, especially in sitcoms, you know, if the show is a su- success, it's going to run probably longer than it should. And hopefully the people involved have a, a long-term story planned out. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Cause I, you know, I don't know how many episodes are left in this season. You know, will we get up to two? Is what oh, I just saw. Oh wow! Um, this upcoming Tuesday, and then the one after—that's—that's that's as far out as they've got on IMDb. So I, I mean, oh, okay, they may have more beyond that, but um, but yeah, I don't know what they'll do. Um, how how long they're going to drag it out? You know, and we still have the whole plot with um. Sean Astin's character, um, which I, you know, I, I'm curious if that is, is, um, is that based in reality or is that, uh, what does Sean Astin have beef with Dwayne Johnson? Well, the character that Sean Astin is playing. Oh, oh, oh I got it. I, I, I thought you, okay. That makes more <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. Maybe Sean Astin does have beef with. I have beef with Sean Astin, so maybe The Rock does too. <laughs> okay, well, let's wrap this up with one final question, and I, I'm throwing this on you, so I'll give you a second to think. Obviously, Young Rock works because I think the trajectory of Dwayne Johnson's career and his life, and it, it is an interesting story to tell. Um, what other wrestler, though, do you think would have been a good young episode or a good young series to go back and kind of get their backstory that led them to wrestling and then to their other successes in life? Uh, story is a very unique one that mm-hmm. I, we haven't seen anyone. And I don't know that in our lifetime as fans, we'll see anyone quite like him who has uh, transcended so many different uh, worlds of entertainment and genres of, of sports and whatnot. You know, yeah. I mean, if you look at it that way, yeah, I don't know who else you'd find, but I'm looking at it as, uh, 
can we get young young Rick? <laughs> you know, the Rick Flair story, which, uh, I do not think would be broadcast television. It might be on uh, FX on Hulu or on a uh, uh, you know a, a streaming site <laughs> due to the content that would be in that show. But uh, and then that would be one that you would have to you know get out the fine tooth comb and parse <laughs> truth versus fiction. But yeah, um, yeah that, I mean that's an interesting. You know, I. I don't think she's a big enough mainstream star, but Lita's journey from going into Mexico and learning and, and coming up might be kind of interesting. Uh, Chris Jericho, the influencer, the demo God himself, you know, his, his story of starting out in the heart training at the heart, uh, school of wrestling, which apparently was not actually trained by the hearts. Um, and then, you know, going off to Japan and, and then to Smoky mountain, where we could see the Unabomb and, uh, or the Unabomber, is it Unabomber, Unabomb, which was. It was just Unabomb. Unabomb, yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, I think those would be, you know, that those would, I'll say Ric Flair for just the sheer absurdity of the story. And then Chris Jericho would be a good, I think, a, kind of similar to The Rock, where a good learning experience. And, you know, you have his dad, who is a. Yeah professional hockey player who could probably come in and give him, um, uh, you know, life lessons. And then you have the, the sentimental story with his mom. Yeah. I like that. Good choices. I, the only other person I was thinking maybe just because I feel like there's not, even though there's a lot of speculation on, on who he is, um, would be Vince McMahon, Mm. um, kind of growing up with or without, you know, whatever story you listen to, you know, whether or not Vince, Vincent J. McMahon was as influential in his life as, as whatever. And, um, but yeah, I, you know, I'd love to learn more about Vince McMahon and hear more of his backstory, but. Uh, is, is it Showtime that's working on the Vince McMahon documentary or is it just, uh, is it something that's being worked on and I don't know where we'll end up? It's being, wor- I, yeah, I don't know. I, I hadn't heard Showtime, but I know it's there. There is something in the works, or allegedly in the works. So, and apparently that Chris Hemsworth uh, isn't he doing the Hulk Hogan movie too? Oh, yeah, well, though, I'm, I'm sure that would be 100% factual. So. Yeah, yeah, brother. All right. Well, <laughs> well anything else? We've yeah, I have on? one last question for you. Kind of going back to the beginning of this conversation, where we talked about, you know, is is Young Rock setting up the presidential run for? Uh, for Dwayne Johnson, I remember when um, Gina Davis did the show. I think it was called Madam President, and I, actually, I don't think that's the name of the show. But she did a show where yeah. she was president of, and I believe this came out in two thousand two, two thousand six, somewhere around there. And what's the name of the show. What's that? Commander in Chief. Commander in Chief. Yeah. I googled it. Okay. Does it say what year it came out? Two thousand five. Okay, and there was speculation that that was to subliminally make the audience <clears throat> um, uh, favor Hillary Clinton as president to show that a woman could be president. And, really? Yeah. So, so you know that goes into what we're saying about like is if if they're you if Rock is using this show to kind of 
lay the groundwork for his uh, presidential run. You know, it, I mean, it's it's smart play, but is it does it cross some type of um, I don't know legal but moral boundary of of influence? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think you would have to be very because um, how do you prove it? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you'd have to be very, uh, very uh, scrutinizing. I don't mm. know if it's the right word to use or not, but yeah, I, I, it, it's a good question though, and it's it, yeah. Because then, I mean, could you say that the production company and NBC paying the production company that would be, you know contribution campaigns in a way and then you get the uh financial sec all involved and and then uh and then sean astin comes in and takes down the rock as <laughs> i don't know well we'll have to wait and see and then uh 10 years when i'm almost 60 and we're doing this <laughs> still we'll we'll talk about the 2032 presidential run of of dwayne johnson <laughs> uh, you know, stranger things have happened. So. That is that is true, and, and it is wrestling. So it, you never, you never know. Ex- what did what did Vince McMahon used to say? Anything can happen in the WWF, or that rarely did. Yes, <laughs> I, I forget the exact uh, catchphrase, but again, I'm old, so. <laughs> All right. Well, Chad, thanks for being a part of this week's episode. And if you have a movie suggestion or even a TV series, uh, we do have several ideas uh, in the hoppers, but uh, we're always open to input and taking suggestions. And be sure to leave a review of this week's episode and check Chad out on his ventures. Uh, Follow him at Chad Smart on Twitter and uh, stay in tune with the Twitter war that is between the two of us. Again, For Chad Smart, I'm Kevin Huntsberger. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and have a great week. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. (laughs) 